0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The man in the gospel today comes running to Jesus to test him. St. Cyril of Alexandria says that this rich young ruler is cunning, and he really is. But he's not cunning because he tries to trap Jesus. I mean, I, when I saw that, I said, good luck with that, you know, like <laughs> trapping Jesus. I don't think so. Maybe he's a fool, right? He's a fool to try to trap Jesus. But the young man is cunning because he's playing a game with things that are life and death in regards to his soul. So it makes him cunning. He's like playing a game. We know, according to his own report, that he has studied and kept the commandments. But his study and obedience to them... Did not lead to clear, like, noetic vision or obedience to the one who gave the commands. He has the form, but not the function, right? He has, I kept all the commandments, but he doesn't have what that should lead to, right? He has the rules, but not the ruler. He has the laws, but not the lawgiver. He has the letter of the law and not the spirit of it. Clearly, right? He has bragging rights. But he has them on like a technicality. I've kept all the commandments. And what he should have, as far as like bragging rights, or, you know, what he should be able to say is that he's becoming more like God. But that's not what he's able to say. He's like, I've kept all the commandments. By observing the commandments was meant to have an effect on his mind, an effect on his heart. It was supposed to have an effect on his soul. And instead he's kind of like checking a box. You know, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? Good teacher. Why do you call me good? You know the commandments. Don't steal. Don't commit adultery. You know, kind of goes over them with him. He goes, Well, I've kept all those. Observing the commandments on the ways and means of knowledge only will lead to a more peaceful worldly society. Like, if everybody followed the commandments, we'd have more peace in the world, right? We would have that. But on the level of faith, observing the commandments leads to being ushered into the presence of God. You know, being able to have a vision of God, to see him, to have a direct transformative interaction with God. The eye of his soul, what all the priests who come through here call the noose, the eye of the soul should have been cleared up by the keeping of the commandments. That's what should have happened, was he kept the commandments and he got, like, clear-headed and his, you know, his heart was warmed and he started to, like, interact with the Lord. But instead, his keeping of them, without deriving the actual benefit intended, purification and living with God and living with others, led him to play like a game, right? I called him cunning. St. Cyril of Alexandria called him cunning. I just agree. St. Cyril calls him cunning, and I agree, because he's like... Playing a game. I've kept the commandments, but I have like a secret thing I'm holding on to that's technically not a commandment. And I'm like, I know it's wrong. I know it separates me from God. But on the outside, I have the form, but not the function. Right? I've got the letter of the law. Knowing, knowing in his own heart, he was like playing a game, keeping something from the Lord. So just a couple of verses from 1 John John's letters first letter everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is the child of God and everyone who loves the parent loves the child by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and obey his commandments for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments his commandments are not burdensome for whatever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world our faith and again all who keep His commandments abide in Him, and He in them. And by this we know that He abides in us by the Spirit which He has given us. And one more. Also, first John. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called the children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. It does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself and is pure. Like, the commandments were that God would abide in us and we would abide in God. Right. That's why we keep the commandments. All these things I've observed since my youth, he says. But there remains a weakness in him and his whole existence is built on that weakness easy for Jesus to see it. He reads him like a book. It was simple for Jesus. It wasn't like, I wonder what this young man's problem. He's even called the rich young ruler. It's like simple. So we know one thing about the man that he's a lover of money and Christ rebukes him as such. He approaches Jesus eager to learn how he and all his wealth can go into the kingdom. He's like playing like a Pharaoh, right? He's going to like have a tomb and stuff it full of his stuff, you know, just load it up and Jesus can see this is what's really going on. Now it's interesting to have this gospel. This is the 13th Sunday of Luke's gospel last week, because things are complicated, was the ninth Sunday of Luke's gospel. And no, I can't totally explain it very well. It doesn't always go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, but the reading last week was from the ninth Sunday of of Luke. Today's gospel, the 13th Sunday of Luke, and they're almost identical. Last week we heard, fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things which you prepare, prepared, whose will they be? So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. That was the punchline last week. I preached about the brevity of life, the second coming. We might not live through the day. You might remember. Remembrance of death. Today, one thing you still lack. Sell all that you have, distribute to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. It's like almost identical punchlines. I don't think the church is like, let's jam those two together this year. It's like the way it's when Pascha falls, but anyway, too complicated for me. But we have the same thing here today, and it requires us to like look at it. You know, our friend Elder Simeon Craigiopoulos, has a great line. He asks, why can't we come to an understanding with God? And then he answers it. Because it's not enough to simply hear the truth of God. It takes courage and willingness to accept whatever the truth of God is, whatever he has to say to you. It takes courage and willingness to accept whatever the truth God wants to bring to your soul. And you should practically apply the truth of God to your life. If you want to be introduced to the mystery of salvation, the soul is going to have to be reborn. And it has to become what Christ wants it to be. And to be made the way he wants it to be made. So, what's Christ's response to his question? As I said, Jesus reads this guy like a book. And what does he see all over him? He sees, I don't share what I have with the poor. I want to keep all this money because I think it's all mine. I earned it. That's what he reads on it. Jesus says, You you lack one thing. You're not close to God. And you kept all the commandments. It should have worked. You know, that's why they were there, you know. So there's one thing you lack. Whatever's keeping you from God, it's got to be done away with. For this man, He stored up treasures for himself on earth. Sell all that you have, distribute to the poor, and then you'll have treasures in heaven. The battle that goes on is between living the life of the spirit and living the life according to the needs of physical life. We make our plans and we live according to this life and we seek after things that are required to live a good life on earth. We save up on our 401ks, bigger houses, and a new car every year. And we so often... Look towards building up our wealth in the world and forget that we're merely sojourners. And what we heard last week, whose will all that stuff be? We live our lives like pharaohs from ancient Egypt, thinking we can take it with us. What is stated with regards to having treasure in heaven, it's the giving to the poor. It's not removing wealth because wealth is bad. It's sharing the wealth. It's loving others. You know, it's drawing close to God. So the wealth is not like having the wealth is not condemned. It's abusing the wealth that's condemned. So let me wrap this up by returning to the young, young ruler, rich young ruler today, and what he might have to say to us. The entire mindset of his soul was disconnected from the Lord. He was doing religion. They, well, maybe I'll say it like this. One of the deans of one of the Orthodox seminaries is like a southern twang, and he likes to joke around, and it is a joke, but it sticks with you, especially in regards to this gospel. Like, when he's going to chapel, he goes, let's go get some religion. (laughs) He doesn't mean it, like, in a weird way. He's just being kind of southern and funny, you know? Let's go get some religion. But on the serious side, that's kind of what this guy was doing. He was just, like, getting some religion, What are the commandments? I've kept them perfectly. Yuck, you know. What is the nature of our belief? You know, is it just all feelings? Or is it no feelings whatsoever? (coughs) Just all so bad, you know? Is it all feelings or kind of no feelings? But when it came to this guy, he was all prose and no poetry. That's what it strikes you, right? Give me the letter of the law. But, like, the poetry of faith, he had none of it. Like, the mystery of faith, none of it. The transformative, like, presence of God, he didn't even know that was, like, an option or something. He didn't even know that's what it was for. So, he was, like, getting religion instead of, like, drawing closer to Christ. We are noetic beings. Meaning that we are created with the ability to obtain the spirit of God and to see God The keeping of the commandments is meant to lead us to root out spiritual weaknesses But we may be like the man in the gospel today pardon ourselves of our weaknesses and For a variety of reasons rather than shining a light on them And calling on the Lord to set us free We say things like, I know we are supposed to keep the fast, but, just fill in whatever goofy reason you want there, you know, I know we're not supposed to, we could do this all day, so I won't, but gossip or something, but I've got some negative opinions I want to share, you know. I know we're supposed to come to confession during the fasting seasons, but one priest one time 50 years ago didn't tell us to do that. I won't listen to the new priest, he's old. Uh, Been around? Yeah, so we've got these things that maybe there's a weakness there that we want to just forgive ourselves of instead of bringing it into the light of Christ. The commandments are meant to lead us to holding hands with Christ. The commandments are meant to lead us to, like, running into his arms. Like poetry, not prose. So if there's one thing you still lack, what is it? And let me add this quickly, okay? I'll ask the question again and add quickly. If there's one thing you still lack, or you're holding back, what is it? And no matter what it is, God has the power to make you disengage from it. That's the good news. We've dirtied ourselves in a foreign land. We come running back to God. He meets us at the gate, running towards us, and he has the power to release us and restore us. Trust God more intensely, run to him more willingly, and pray more fervently. Any sacrifice you make towards the Lord will be blessed by him. So let's stop living under the lie that the world is a wrecked ship without a captain. And if we start to drown, call out to the captain, you know, who's going to reach and grab us and pull us up.